Welcome to First Fleet 10-4. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the First Fleet 10-4 podcast, Wellness Wednesday. We're back. Yeah, we are. It's very exciting. Yeah, I Mark McKnight here. And yeah, Elizabeth Wyndham. Yeah, glad to be back again and uh, continuing our discussion on healthy eating. Nutrition's macros, all the good stuff that we put into our bodies every day. I, I guess the big question I have to ask is, because I had to kind of live with that after we got through recording these last first up couple of episodes, and we'll walk through those again. But I got to ask, um, as far as your thoughts on eating, I know you're kind of on a you're not restricted, but you're pretty narrowed down on your— And your, I'm feeling your, so much better for so, it. Okay, so you you walked away from our episodes feeling pretty good, saying you feel like you got this dialed in. For me right now, to fix my metabolic unhealthiness, heck yeah, absolutely. I'm My tennis elbow is gone. My, anti, my inflammatory autoimmune stuff is pretty much gone. So, I mean, it's— uh, it's great. I'm feeling much, much better. Yeah. And that's fantastic, obviously, and because— all I'm eating is meat, red meat, beef, salt, and water. So there you uh, go. And how many weeks? And every now and then I'll have a piece of fruit. So I had a little apricot. It was fresh. Yeah, which last time yeah. you mentioned that bananas— Bananas you, are bad. You yeah. eliminate it, and then you try to do a slow oh, um, yeah. re-entry, and that didn't work out so well. Nope. Nope, all that in, all that joint pain came right back. So well, it, it's and I think that's what's so it's so interesting about this is if you know how we when we talk about this healthy eating and how we look at what we can we can remove right and everyone add, is different. What works for that particular person? Exactly. What we have to figure out what works for us. Yeah, and, and that's I, I think the pretty thing. much pretty much what you've said is a little bit of fruit. You've got meat. Yep. Some sodium, some salt, because our body needs salt, especially yeah. in a in a in a high protein, high fat type of right. diet, and water. So yeah. it's all whole foods. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. so that's 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 the things we want to get across on these these particular um when in uh, doubt, go as natural as you can. The fewer ingredients the better is what I've found yeah. just in in eating. Yeah. yeah. I, I it's kind of funny when I after we finished up that day, um I think my wife may have been listening because I, I got home. I got home about 9 o'clock that <laughs> night, and she had uh, cooked some um, chicken wings okay. in the air fryer. Oh, yeah. So I don't right. know if anybody has an air fryer, but if you don't, it's a really nice little— I've heard they're great. It's I a kitchen gadget one. that is really inexpensive. Okay. You can, do, you can cook food extremely quick and extremely um, healthy. Okay, uh, these were chicken wings that I would. I told her I said these were the best chicken wings I'd had. Uh, really? All she did was throw wow. a little olive oil on them yep. and salt, paprika, garlic salt. I mean, dry rub. Okay. Oh and yeah. And they came out crispy, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I indulged. It was nine o'clock, and it was late, but you know what? I was <laughs> I was a little hungry by the end of that day. Kind of like it. I feel right now, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we do this at the end, the end of the day. No, we're talking about food, and we're both starving. It's like this is very poor yeah, planning it's not on good. our part. It's not good. Uh, so we'll go ahead and <laughs> get bring started. Bring food to these things. <laughs> <laughs> but I know we 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 are, have this series. We're doing this on healthy eating because we had so much interest in 2021 from our Virgin Pulse active participants that said 99 percent right. said they wanted to eat healthier. Yeah. So yeah. this is just our way of saying, hey, here's just our information that we've learned and gathered and tested over a number of years, me a lot longer than you, yep. on, on what to test. And I mean, I failed more than you have. <laughs> uh, as far as, you know, what's been working and what works, and then just kind of what's from the from the, the medical and the dietetic uh, out 
side information of what we can what we can gather around. So, uh, you know, the last time we covered uh, just kind of what's involved with healthy eating, but then we also covered um, the first macronutrient, which was my favorite, which is <laughs> protein. protein. Yeah. All right. So it I kind of wanted to touch base on that just a little bit more. Sure. And I did find, I know that I mentioned, excuse me for doing this, uh, the only those that can see me, but I did mention a word that um, is very, uh, I don't want to say it's synonymous with aging, but it does come with aging, is uh, sarcopenia. Oh, yeah. What does that one mean again? Sarcopenia is the scientific term for the deterioration of muscle tissue with ah. age. Uh, affects both men and women equally, okay. especially after 30 years old. And it says after 30 years old, muscle mass decreases approximately 3 to 8% every decade. What? And it gets even worse after the age of 60. Okay. So, I mean, if I look at our population, we're, we're, a lot of our population is in the 45 to 55 age group. Yep. Um, And I know that it gets extremely tough. I'm, I am in that age group and closer, getting closer to that 60 mark. And if we deal with insulin resistance, then we, um, that actually competes with our protein synthesis. So anyone who deals with insulin resistance is actually on the worse end of that muscle wasting sarcopenia scale. Is that because your body is spending so much time with the... Dealing with insulin, insulin. yeah. And it can't build the muscle that it needs. So they, yeah. So if you, you're going to have, we're going to have to make more for anyone who deals with insulin resistance, we're going to have to make a bigger effort to gain more muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we uh, the muscle is there for protection of our body. Yeah, you know, it's it protects essential. our organs. Yep. Um, it gives us strength. I mean, the more muscles you have, the more, the stronger you can be. Yeah. And yeah. if you, you can't know, move, you can't do anything. No, I mean, you know, I you know, I've seen, you know, even, you know, as getting in and out of the truck, the trailers, hand, dolly handles, just anything yeah. that it takes, it takes a lot of uh energy and mm-hmm. movement. So, you know, the muscles protect our bones, they protect our organs. Um, you know, the less muscle you have, the more brittle your bones are. And that's when, you know, oh. I've got sarcopenia, but then when there's got the osteoporosis as well that also comes oh, with old age, you okay. know, an older age. Right. You know, many times I've talked about my dad. He's 87, uh, had a health setback, but I mean, he's out there mowing his yard, got the greenest yard in the in the neighborhood. And it's not a, it's not a, it's not a small yard. But even my daughter said, she goes, you know, I can, I can tell he's, you know, it, even he in his in his age has kind of started to, to slump a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he's still strong as for his size, but he's getting smaller. And yeah. so, you know, the muscle is just continue it just continues to waste away. So okay. whatever we can huh. do to continue to help yeah. build and or maintain that muscle. Right. And protein is a great option for that. So, you know, that's one thing I also want to preach about is not preach about, sorry. My 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 kids will tell you that I do, but I won't do that on this. <laughs> is I want to bring up also the essential amino acids. Sure, you know amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Yep, uh, and there's a um, there's twenty essential amino acids. I thought there were only nine. There's nine classified. Excuse me. Okay. There's twenty different amino acids. <laughs> okay, My fault. There you go. There's nine that are essential. Gotcha. My bad. And they're all found in meat sources. Yes, it is a so meat, meat, <laughs> yeah. poultry, eggs. Those are the best sources for yep. getting um, your amino acids in, or your essential amino acids. Right. And basically, essential means your body can't produce them, but they are essential. You can't survive without them. Yeah, and, and you can't produce them, so you're, you're it's essential because your body needs those in order to, you know, survive, continue to produce, yeah, uh, and and gain more muscle. Yeah. For your body. And I'm not talking about bodybuilder muscle. I'm just yeah. talking about just the sustenance of, you know, what does it take to function and live our best to where we can do 
even the simplest things, whether it be we always talk about squats or right. even pushing yeah. pushing off a wall or being able to hinge and bend down and pick up something. Right. That requires muscle. Sorry, my watch. Um, I'm not going to go through because I can't pronounce all of these nine. I was I was actually going to, I was taking bets on no, whether you tryptophan would tryptophan is the only one that you have heard about. <laughs> and of course, that's always synonymous with turkey and Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think, I'm not sure, if not from what I've learned, tryptophan is not exactly the sleepy protein. It's just we eat, it's, turkey has a lot of it. I think it aids in the production of serotonin and melatonin. Yes. Isn't that correct? Yes. Which helps you feel happy and yes. go to sleep. I mean, you know. And, I mean, what better day to do that than Thanksgiving? Exactly. The best holiday ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, uh, meat is the best way to, to, to be able to get your essential amino acids in. And I know a lot of people will say if they're, if they're in the uh, working out or the training aspect, you'll see branch-chain amino acids. And some people will say, well, I need to take my BCAAs. And, you know, if we're getting enough protein in our body— that already has all the BCAAs into it. But if you're not getting a lot of protein in your body, then you might need to look up and see what the branch chain amino acids are. But okay. we won't concentrate on those, but anything that is essential. I'll take the, your word for nine. it. Okay. Yeah, I don't do it. I, get, I feel like I get enough protein, probably like yourself, that I'm getting say. enough protein in my body to, yeah. to get what I need. I prefer need. to get my protein the delicious way. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Tastes so good. Why yeah. would I do a nasty shake? I mean, goodness, ugh. Yeah, although you you've been known to eat whey protein shakes, right? Um, I, my goal is however shakes. I can get as much protein in. I figure gotcha. I need probably about 180 grams of protein a day. Okay, and so oh, right. sometimes I may not you get want to it. Do I as many not... grams as body weight, exactly as ideal body weight. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. that's that's my goal is whatever I can do to get it in, and so yeah. uh, if it takes four meals, five meals, whatever it takes to, to get go. it in throughout the day. Very cool. Okay. Awesome. All right, let's move on. Okay, all right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, we'll look at this one probably as one that's probably kind of come along the last couple of years. For a number of years, when I was growing up in the 80s, it was demonized because uh -oh. it was not what you, the, you know, the, ah. the medical profession said this is not what you need. And I'm not saying that we need to go head over heels into it. Okay. But the next macronutrient is fat. Ah, I think you and I may disagree just to touch about this one. This should be fun. <laughs> Uh, I am not. I, I I'll just say this. From what I've learned, back in the '80s, it says that it came along as that fat will make you fat. overweight. Yeah, right. fat, fat goes with, with being overweight, and not necessarily does it do that. Oh, and we've no, learned that. We've learned that over the years. I mean, you know, we go back to the diets, uh, back to uh, early 2000s, way back in the '90s, probably. There was a famous diet that came out, the Atkins diet. Yep. Oh yeah. It was um, that was um, a lot of people lost a lot of weight. Oh at yeah, that time. my parents were big Atkins people. Yep, I remember that. And, you know, it still has a name for itself now, but I'm not sure it's more. It's more, I'm sure if it's a name or if it's a product line. Right, as like they came out with all the bars and all the stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. But um, but I know that the but that idea exactly really kickstarted at that point. Yeah. yeah. And people started to think, hmm, maybe this whole fat makes you fat thing is not exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of things. A lot of things do come into that as far as wh how is how am I intaking fat and how is yeah. how am I using that. But I do think that fat is the biggest macro that has changed in the American diet over the past hundred years. So, like, if you look at, I mean, Crisco wasn't invented until 1911. So we were not eating in 1911. Soybean oil and cottonseed oil and sunflower seed oil, like all those seed oils, vegetable oils, mm -hmm. were industrial lubricants before essentially the Great Depression time period. Um, and but they were 
they've, uh, some companies got together and figured out how to bleach them and make them taste okay. And so they started to put them in as a cheaper way to supplement the fat in Americans' diets. And that's really been a very interesting way. Um, I actually looked up some research for this one because I was looking at history and I was trying to, I've been trying to figure out this journey of, we were talking in the last podcast about calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. And my whole life, people have just said, oh, you want to be in shape, you just have to um, eat less and move, move more. more. And that's a load of crap, frankly. I'm, if you're metabolically unhealthy, it'll never work. And then the more you, you know, you hear people say, well, you're just not eating, you're not eating the right things. You're just eating too much, too many calories, too many calories in, not enough calories out. But that doesn't actually work if the things you're eating are working against you. If the things you're putting in your body are making you hungrier, then you will never be able to, you don't have the willpower to resist. And if the uh, chemicals in our environment are causing your fat cells to grow larger, then how can you fight that with just by starving yourself? You know, your willpower is going to fail. That's why the the Biggest Loser TV show is the most cruel TV show you'll ever watch. Yeah, I've learned not to be a fan a long time ago. Of that yeah. One. Oh man, that was just oh so sad. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I I've really changed my mind on fats recently. That's been pretty pretty interesting looking at the history and the the history of the American. Heart Association and the American uh, Food Guidelines and what fats we've been putting in our bodies. Did you know? I looked this up before I came. I was like, so in 1939, a sedentary American male working in an office building expected to weigh 154 pounds, and he ate 4,400 calories a day. 4,400? 4,400. A day. A day. Uh-huh. I, I checked the U.S. Census records from 1939. That is what he ate in a day. That's like a dream. I know. That like is, a dream come true. That is double <laughs> the current rate. Yeah, I, 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 that's probably yeah. uh, about, about 80% more than, I mean, I would get on a on a heavy day. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. And the reason, and I was looking at it, well, what else went with that? Our resting metabolic rate has plummeted since that since the 1920s, 1930s. So... It's interesting that as our resting metabolic rate has fallen and we're we're burning less calories at rest, the food guidelines were being told to eat less and less in order to maintain the same weight, which we're not doing because the, I mean, goodness, what is it? Um, I was reading an article about some Old Navy clothes and they were talking about five years ago, the average American woman wore a size 14 pants mm -hmm. and now it's a size 18 because... We got fat. <laughs> we've we've we are just having a huge problem in America. Our I mean, we are not metabolically healthy in, in any way, shape, or form. So what's what's changed since the 1930s? I guess from what I've seen, we've had just almost a misconception of of what our body needs. Um, and I think you know we talked about engineered foods on the last yeah. on the last podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think that's become a big thing as far as. And I would say seed oils are our number one engineered food. Yeah, and in our and, and, and yeah. I don't, I'm not I'm not sure how known that information is. I think if, yeah. you, if you if you're in that if you're in this mode of of listening and learning on about this stuff, right. the last few three or four years, you've heard seed oils mentioned as far yeah. as you know, basically that's what lines up the the shelves right. on stores. But exactly how do they impact? And you know, I, I don't do a, we don't do a lot of going out to eat, but you know, I go out to eat and maybe I'll go and I'll get a, a 
chicken breasts, and I'll get a sweet potato. Yeah. And for some reason, I was like, okay, because I eat this, I may eat this at home and I feel fine. But if I get out to a restaurant, it's like, why do I feel ugh? Yeah. You know, yeah. from that, and it could be that you don't think, could well, be. how are they cooking that? But they could be, you know, greasing the the grill or something up with an, with an oil omega six seed oils. That, that it's not very good. Yeah, it's omega-6s. They're called linoleic acids. And it's really interesting. If you look at all the animals in nature that survive by hibernation through the winter, they intentionally eat very high omega-6 foods in the fall to prepare to make their fat cells grow larger so that they can survive hibernation during the winter. So they eat a ton of omega-6s in the fall, late summer and fall, and then they hibernate and don't eat anything all winter because they're, they're fat cells. You know, the fat bear contest. Have you ever seen those? Those no, are great. Uh, oh, man. Alaska does it every year. They have like the they have a competition for the fattest bear that's eating all these fish and berries and nuts and things. Uh, okay. It's pretty fun. Okay. But anyway, but it's a goal to be fat because then you'll survive the winter better as a bear or as a squirrel that hibernates. But as a human, we don't hibernate. So, you know. We need to. We don't need to store up. As we much. don't need to I mean, have that, I've, those omega sixes making our fat cells grow larger. Yeah, from what yeah. I've understood, we have we have we have so much energy built up in our body oh, yeah. through stored stored energy that we could really last a long time if we ha- if if push came to shove and we had to go without for a little bit, not water, but if we had to go without food and calorie oh, yeah. caloric energy. Our bodies have enough stored in there. It's just we don't really give it that much opportunity to. Right be used. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hunger, True. things like that, or, or perceived hunger kind of takes over. Like maybe we felt today we're kind of perceived hunger. Perceived and so hunger, we got, exactly. we've got to get that into our bodies. So, okay, now I feel because better. O- I feel better. Because omega-6s activate leptin, which makes us be hungrier. That's so the not hunger, only, That's the hunger hormone, That's the right? hunger hormone. So not only do omega-6s cause our fat cells to grow, they cause us to be hungrier more often. And so they literally make us hungrier. So it's like, oh, maybe what we're eating is working against us and making us more metabolically unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do we need to eat? Saturated you know, fat. So saturated fat. Yeah. Okay. Funny. store. I, I was, I've been listening to some, I've been preparing and listening to some podcasts. They have actually just done a comprehensive look at a whole bunch of heart studies. And they found that um, saturated fat is actually protective. It helps protect you from strokes. That the more saturated fat in your diet, the more protected you are from a stroke. And saturated fat reductions do not affect heart attacks. So if you reduce your saturated fat, you're not saving yourself from a heart attack. You're actually making it more likely you'll have a stroke. Okay. Well, for years we've heard saturated <laughs> fats are I not know. good. So I know. Can, it's freaking me out. It's uh, so weird. Sh- can you share what? I will put the studies in the show notes. How about that? That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, and then what are some of the foods that, because, you know, there's saturated fats. And then if you go look on it and if you buy something that's processed in a bag or a box, right. you, gotta worry you about turn it over, fat. then yeah. you got the hydrogenated or trans fats. Right, right. And so you're looking at it going, oh, okay, well, they said good. fat, but it's, it's again, it's whole foods. So right. where, where would, if I was looking for something that would be, it's going to be a healthy fat, where would I where would I need to be looking? What, what kind of foods um, would I need to be looking? Beef and lamb are the two best sources of saturated fats that you can get. Also, um, cocoa butter. Actually, okay. fun, funny enough, um, coconut oil has some saturated fats, but it's missing the eighteen chain fat that part of the saturated fat called stearic acid that I've been doing some research on that seems to help with fat burning the most. So I don't really bother with coconut oil because it doesn't have 
the best uh, mitochondrial. Coconut oil was the craze about four or five years yep. ago. Yeah. Man, we stocked up. We'd go to get to we'd go to Costco. <laughs> we'd buy the big tub of cotton. Oh, yeah. We'd cook in it. I'd throw it in my coffee. Yeah. I would do. Oh, you know, people we, used we it all would, over the place. We'd, I did oil pulling. I won't go into that because people will go. People will start hanging up on I this know, podcast. Like, Look at this I, nut over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm not. I don't do oil pulling anymore. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm too lazy to do it. It did work though. Oh, really? It did okay. work. My my teeth and uh, my as far as pulling out the bacteria. Yeah. Of it for hope, but swishing around oil, coconut oil for 20 minutes when you first get up in oh, the morning. Oh gosh, it'd take yeah. forever. Yeah, I stopped doing that. But anyway. <laughs> um, Digression. But I'm glad you mentioned that about the coconut oil. That doesn't it yeah. doesn't contain everything that we need. Right. It it has it's full of saturated fats, but it doesn't have stearic acid in particular, which is something that um, grass fed or all beef, any ruminant animal, so animals that chew their cud, so be, beef and sheep and lamb and goat and red red meats. Funny enough, it's not pork or chicken. So I've actually been avoiding pork and chicken because they're the highest sources of this linoleic acid that omega sixes omega sixes that okay. cause inflammation. Are there other foods that you know that we may have as part of our everyday diet that are that are kind of high in omega sixes? Um, certain nuts uh, or legumes. All the nuts. All actually. nuts are omega six. All the nuts. Yeah, I, I could tell Sorry. that. I, I could tell that. <laughs> you know, you know the that that causes a lot of inflammation. It correct. Does. Omega sixes yeah. mm-hmm. exactly. inflammation in your body. Not yeah. like you're just going to swell up, but there's inflammation no, no. inside. Right. Yeah. That continues to kind of swell your organs. Yeah. our We used to eat um, around 2% omega-6 in our diet as, you know, like in 1900. In 1909, our linoleic acid was 2%. Now it's over 7. Uh, well, that was as of 1999. So 3X. 3X. And that was in the 90s. And so I'm I'm guessing it's closer to 4 at this point with all the soybean oil and corn oil and all the all the oils. So. Okay. Yeah. Are there any good oils? That Not you that are recommend? liquid at room temperature. Okay. <laughs> Technically, olive oil um, has oleic acid in it. It's a monounsaturated fat, so it's not as bad. Um, and that monounsaturated fat um, is an omega nine, and so it's not it's not as bad as. Okay. So if you had to replace an oil and you had to eat it, olive oil is your better bet for sure. But so many of the olive oils are. It's like adulterated with fake vegetable oil. Yeah, these days. you always want to you want to really wonder. research yeah. and say, you know, before you buy that oil that you can't see in because it's green, which right. has a purpose to it, but as far as, you know, what's the percentage and is it really from an area that would be producing 100%? Right. So it's always so oil. sketchy for me, so I'm like, eh. Yeah, avocado oil. I think that one is also a heavy, heavier in monounsaturated okay. fats, so it's yeah. a little bit better. But yeah. those are the two that we will use. Yeah. It has a, as a, a smoke point that it will not right. um, oh, oxidize. Yes, oxidize at high heat. And that's the bigger problem: is all these omegas, even omega three, all the omega oils um, oxidize very, very easily and very rapidly. And when they oxidize, they also oxidize in your body, and they cause. Uh, that's why okay. they cause inflammation is because they're oxidized. Which actually, I mean, I get omega threes from. You can get that from beef, so you don't actually have to eat okay. fish. But if nothing you're wrong eating, with fish. Nothing wrong with fish. If you sardines, like fish, we can go the sardines route. I'll eat sardines, some sardines. Is, when I'm it, is, it is high on the list. When I'm it is high on the list. Yeah. Uh, cheap. Cheap. Very. Oh yeah, they're great. Like I said, great camping and hunting food for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, you know, fat is the most dense of the macros. Right. So you don't uh, need as much. Right. Quantity-wise. So if you're looking at a, a, a calorie per gram, you're looking at nine calories per gram of fat. 
Okay, nine calories per gram of fat as opposed to protein was how many? Four. Four. Okay. Four. So and almost that's, double. I've heard that can be debated. Double. That Over can be double. debated. Like you know, it may not even may not it may not even be that because it's an energy, but it's a very low level level of energy. Oh really? It's, okay. It's more on the building. So, oh, okay. a lot of, so a lot of the guys like said they're 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 they almost trainers and they're like hey man this this is a free <laughs> macro we're gonna eat as much as we can all right and but they do say that you know there's a certain level you of listen to the, a lot of bodybuilders I can tell I listen to a lot of <laughs> trainers and coaches uh, you know as far as yeah I, I, there you I, go. I, like I said I'm a geek on that I love to get into it I love it I'm I go more of the the nutritionist nerdy scientist side so yeah, after about I think, 20 minutes it goes over my head and I'm but like, we balance yeah. each other out this is good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great. So anyway, but uh, okay. Yeah. So So as far as if, if we're looking for something that is a fat source, we got the protein down. We're looking for something that's a fat source, basically whole foods as we continue foods, to pre yep. press on as whole foods and not get something that has a lot of other ingredients yeah. in it. Because that's kind of, I think, what we get in trouble is. It's like, okay, yeah. well, I've got this. It's it's a it's a higher fat food. I'm going to go ahead and get into that. But then you, if you look and you see it has a few other things in it because it, I mean, if, if there's the enticement to eat more, I mean, take an oh, avocado man. for an example. Right. An avocado is a healthy yeah. omega-3-ish. Technically a fruit. Yeah, yeah. But it's a healthy fat. Yeah. I know it's, mono, it's got the aspirin craze. saturated. Yeah. Yes. But it's not very tasty. No, it's not. <laughs> But if I put a little salt, That's a true. little lime, yeah. a little cilantro, little peppers, little tomatoes, with a big bag of chips, with a big <laughs> bag of chips, am I get? Am I? I mean, would you say that I'm getting the full benefit of the fat of the avocado? If those chips, probably not. I mean, if those, <laughs> probably not. Because <laughs> I'm going to eat a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could eat a whole avocado with all that stuff in it. Shoot, and I then, could eat like three avocados. I know. I know. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to. I mean, come on. I'm trying to pretend it's not late in the day, and I'm I'm hungry. <laughs> this is why I don't go to Mexican restaurants. I can eat my weight in guacamole. Yeah. Oh man, so yeah. good. So it's just how we pair the foods. For for me, it's always the chips or the downfall because they're always cooked in seed oils in a, a vat of soybean oil that's been sitting there for two or three. They've been cooking in it for a day or two. And then they dump it, but it's, I mean, it's rancid and it's, you know, it's, or it's not rancid, but it's oxidized because they've been cooking with it for so long. And those chips just soak it up. And so. Yeah. Now we, I have found, I think I mentioned this to you in the past. I think you've gotten them too. Uh, chicharronis. Oh yeah. Chicharronis that are cooked in coconut oil. Ah, but that's the problem. It doesn't coconut. matter because the pork fat itself stores polyunsaturated linoleic acid. You had to tell me that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because pigs are fed, they because they only have one stomach, they're mm -hmm. monogastric. Pigs and chicken are actually the chicken is actually the largest source of polyunsaturated fats, linoleic acid in Americans' diets right now. Cuz since 1970, beef consumption has dropped 30 over 30% and chicken consumption is up 128%. And we're feeding chickens corn which is very high in omega-6 mm -hmm. linoleic acid, and they just put that in their fat. So Okay, yeah, eat, we don't do a lot of we don't yeah. do a lot of corn at the house. Yeah, but all the chicken that we eat has that fat concentrated in the chicken's fat for us. So they they go ahead and funnel it to us that way. So Okay. Yeah, sorry. Right. That also means bacon. Okay. I know. We, can we cut like, that part we'll out? We probably because... need to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like national revolt over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm a nut. I can't help it. But 
hey, I'm just trying to be metabolically healthy. Well, I think that's what, something that we all need to strive to be. But it, it's it's a big word, and that's something it's that's scary, like. Yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, how do I be metabolically healthy? How do I keep myself from being yeah metabolically, metabolically unhealthy? Right. And you know, what do I need to give? And how up? do I know if I'm metabolically unhealthy? Yeah, that's uh, a big one. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing we can also, and this is kind of like in Census Wellness Wednesdays, um, be able to what you know get to the doctor. Yeah. And I just signed up for our wellness. Um, the biometric. The bi- Biometric screening, actually. June 8th. Yep. So I just signed up for that biometric screening. So we will check out, I'll check out my labs very soon. Yeah. And, uh, or if, 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 you know, everybody that's listening, if you're on a medical plan, or even if you're not on our medical plan and you're on another medical plan, Get your get you know get to your primary care physician. Yeah, get that uh, fasting really, insulin done. We're really promoting that. I had mine done last Monday. Yeah, what's I your got fasting insulin? Get my lab, <laughs> lab work done. Um, actually, it is. Um, I'll go ahead and be honest with it. I have a it, mine. I struggle with mine. Mine is really? always in that one ten average range, which is not. It's not bad. Okay. But they say For really about eight, eighty five. It's the blood sugar. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. So I, this time it was ninety seven. So okay. I was actually that's good. I was actually pretty pleased with that. Now, yeah. Now they you know. I do work out in the mornings, and I had worked out that morning. So when you work out, it can cause an insulin spike. Because sometimes I would I would do that. I was doing the Lavongo uh, just to kind of just to just to kind of monitor everything. And I would work out and get done. It's like in that high range. I'm like, what is the deal? I thought working out was supposed to be healthy. Yeah. But working out and and extra and high intensity exercise can really spike it. If ah. you, you know, you have to give it time I didn't to come know down. That. Okay. So I was actually pleased with the 97. But I will say, I had my A1C done, and this is one thing I really, really want to make sure that everybody can get to. Is my, you know, your A1C is basically your long term average of your of your blood levels, your blood okay. sugar levels, yeah. and that's kind of determines that your diabetes, prediabetes. Okay. And mine was 5.7 again this year, which oh. is is that you good? Know, I don't know. Uh, it's the bottom. It's the bottom. Um, it's the bottom number for prediabetes. Okay. Okay. So five point seven, I think, to six point four. I can't remember the exact numbers, but that is for prediabetes. Okay. So you know, I, I kind of struggle in that area because it's yeah. like you do everything that you're supposed to do. You feel like you right. are. So again, that's just one thing that I want everybody to know is that things can take you off guard. Sure. And I'm so sakes, you're a healthy dude. That's, you that's, work out all the that's time. That's why we really want everybody to get to the doctor because it's like I think I feel good, but I'm not sure. But you right. never know. So we really are encouraging everybody, get to a primary care physician. If you don't have one, try to find one. Or if not, get go somewhere, maybe an urgent care clinic that can give a full blood panel. Yeah. I mean, I had three sheets. Uh, I even asked for testosterone to be checked. It's important. Uh, as we age, te- our testosterone continues to decrease yeah. uh, over time. And so I want to make sure, you know, how am I as a aging male what's right. my testosterone level looking and that at? really affects how much muscle you can gain exactly because you get the testosterone and your free testosterone yeah yeah then you're kind of getting over my head I just want to make sure the last time I had it checked it was I don't know it, all the details it, I just the last know time I had it checked about four years ago I went home and I was like that doesn't seem right it says it's normal because the normal range is like 250 to 1100 so I was like okay what is it it was 350 I'm not embarrassed to say that I went home and I looked I was like what is that so I got on Google and I was yeah. like 85 years old. Oh, Mark. Wow. So I was a little freaked out. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's too much information to give online. <laughs> but anyway, I don't care. Um, because my goal is, is what can I do to help increase Yeah. That? So what did you do? What well, was I'm, I was checking everything off the list. I eat right. Yep. I 
do resistance exercise. I like to lift heavy things. I'm not that strong, but it's heavy. It's heavy for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I try to control stress. I okay. don't do eh, a very good job yeah. of that. That's hard to do. Um, but my sleep is not good. Oh, okay. And sleep is a major factor in controlling your testosterone. Gotcha. And that's the one that can kind of creep up on you. So oh. I did get it tested this time. It is better. Nice. Okay. So I was pleased with that. Nice. Um, it's maybe down to 65 or 70. My gap is, is getting to my age. As, my, <laughs> as I get good. older, that continues to come down and meet. maybe I can meet in the middle. Yeah. So it is better than it was last time. So good. I was at least a little encouraged by that. But, I mean, that's one of the things that we don't people don't think to check when they right. go to the doctor. So yeah. I just I just request the doctor, hey, I would like to have this checked again. They add it to my panel. Nice. And But okay. all the numbers came out, came out okay. Okay. Cool. All right. I don't have any numbers yet. I go, I'm meeting, I had to get a new primary care physician. So I'm going to the doctor in a few days and I will get all the stuff. And um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Okay, so, well, yeah. I, I think you'll be fine. I I'm interested to see, especially since you're on the, the uh, kind of more the carnivore. I know. Diet. I'm, I'm going to make sure I get a fasting insulin mm-hmm. checked because most Americans are hitting 11 or 12 right now, but really ideal is anything under five of a fasting insulin. Like that shows if you're metabolically unhealthy or not, fasting insulin is the is the test to run. Okay. And if you're anything under five, you're good. So I I, I don't know where I'll be. I don't think I'll be under five yet, but uh, just because it hasn't been long enough, you know, I haven't gotten to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. But but we'll see. I'm working yeah. on it. Well, your triglycerides, I'm sure, will be fine. I was pleased with mine. Mine. Yeah. That's that's a number. I almost pay more attention to that than anything. Is making sure yep. my triglycerides are, are are lower than you know, definitely more than the average, but right. well low on the scale. So that's the number I really am, am more interested in than any of them. Yeah, that so makes sense. Okay. We do, and and the biometric does read the triglycerides. It does. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll we'll know soon enough what's up. What's up? So yeah, the lipids. I forgot about those. Yep. AKA the the fats in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we're about done with this one. So. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think we've we've conquered fats. Yeah, and fats if anybody are has any, if anybody has any questions or if you have any comments, please. Um, how do how do how do people get in touch with us now? What's the best way for people to get in touch with us on the podcast? Um, they can still call that number. Um, it'll be in the show notes, or they can email us at podcast at firstfleetinc.com. And uh, I will get that number in the show notes as well. So, okay. and you're gonna add all those notes and all that thing yep. on there. All the okay. studies. Yep, exactly. Great. After I've blown your mind and not, I, mean, I may need to refer to some of those. The omega as well. sixes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, everybody, but uh, it'll be fun. And like I said, it's uh, something to something to consider and something to pay attention to. Yeah. So, thank you. Enjoyed it as always. All right. Super fun. All right, everybody. Until next time, stay safe and take care. Bye.